You're listening to the St John's Diamond Creek podcast. This episode presented by Senior Minister Tim Johnson. Bensley from St. Michael's in Yarrambat. I'd like to share the reading with you for this week. It's from 1 John chapter 4 verses 1 through 6 and it's from the NIV. At the end of the reading I'll say this is the word of the Lord and the response is thanks be to God. Dear friends, do not believe every spirit but test the spirits to see whether they are from God, because many false prophets have gone out into the world. This is how you can recognize the Spirit of God. Every spirit that recognizes that Jesus has come in the flesh is from God, but every spirit that does not acknowledge Jesus is not from God. This is the spirit of the Antichrist, which you heard is coming, and even now is already in the world. You, dear children, are from God and have overcome them, because the one who is in you is greater than the one who is in the world. They are from the world and therefore speak from the viewpoint of the world, and the world listens to them. We are from God, and whoever knows God listens to us. But whoever is not from God does not listen to us. This is how we recognize the spirit of truth and the spirit of falsehood. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. One of the big challenges in the particular period of history that we find ourselves in is the sheer volume of information that comes our way and working out what is true and what is not. We've got access to the internet, we can Google anything, but how much of it is true? I came across uh, a great quote this week which sums this problem up really well. The problem with quotes on the internet is that they are often not true. That's from Abraham Lincoln. And the internet is rife at the moment with conspiracy theories around coronavirus, that it's some big government plot in order to increase their power, that it was deliberately released by the Chinese government in order to take over the world. And you hear all these things and you've got to be discerning about which of these are just rubbish and which ones are true. And truth is a slippery beast where biased processes of information, we've got political leanings or biases, we've got prejudices, including racial prejudices, which means that we're not neutral processes of information and processes working out what is true or not. It's hard work. And the same is true when we think about God. All sorts of things are claimed to be truths about God or truths from God, both inside the church and outside the church. So how do you work out what is true about God and what isn't? Well, this is the last talk in a series that we've been doing called The Spirit of Truth. 
and we've been focusing on Jesus' teaching in John's Gospel, John's biography of Jesus, and particularly chapters 14 to 16, which record Jesus teaching his disciples, particularly about the Holy Spirit, whom he calls the Spirit of Truth. And we've seen that the Holy Spirit has a key role in teaching us truth about Jesus, leading us into the truth, putting it into practice, and reminding us of the truth about Jesus. Well, today in this talk, we're actually jumping out of John's Gospel, and we're looking at a letter written by the same author, John, a letter written to Christians to help them as they follow Jesus. And in this chapter of 1 John, 1 John 4, John uses the exact same expression, the spirit of truth in what he's teaching. And this passage teaches us that we need to be discerning about truth and we need to test things to see whether a truth has come from the Holy Spirit or from somewhere else. So please grab your Bibles. Let's have a look at this together or look it up on a Bible app so that we can unpack this together. So in verse 1, we read these words. Dear friends, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God. Now, this verse contains two commands. Do not believe and test. Now, that first one, do not believe, might surprise you because aren't Christians supposed to be people who believe things. We even call ourselves believers, which is a shorthand for believers in Jesus. And we talk about faith and we talk about trust. And sometimes people do think of Christians as being particularly naive and gullible people. Uh, People who believe six impossible things before breakfast. But John's saying here that It's a mark of Christian maturity that we don't believe everything. Do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God. Things might claim to be from God. Things might claim to be spiritual. Actually, things might be spiritual but they may not come from God, then they may not be true. We have this strange relationship with spiritual things in our modern Western world. There's kind of two threads which are running simultaneously uh, in parallel. The first thread rejects spiritual things, sees the spiritual as mere superstition that we've moved on from. It grows out of a a scientific worldview that sees only the material world as being real. Um, Now, while I say it grows out of uh, a scientific worldview, I don't think science itself disproves the spiritual. Uh, And I'm going to talk more about that in a St John's Extra this week. But there is this viewpoint that when when you hear John saying something like, Uh, don't believe every spirit, but test the spirits, just just immediately throws that out as being not real and not superstition because of this this viewpoint that we have that only material things are real. And that sort of thinking can even, you know, infect our thinking in the church. 
So Christians can have a belief that there is a God and of course we believe in the material world in which we live, but exclude, have an excluded middle as it's sometimes called, where you reject the spiritual, the influence of spiritual things in the day-to-day world. Uh, And John is saying, no, spiritual things are real and we need to pay attention to them and not all spiritual things are good. And that brings us to the second thread um, because there can be an unthinking embracing of the spiritual in our modern Western world as well and seeing everything that is spiritual as automatically good. So I might compliment a person and say, oh, she's a really spiritual person. Or you might describe yourself as someone who is spiritual but not religious. And spiritual in both those senses are positive descriptors. Pre-lockdown, you could head out on a Saturday morning to the St Andrews Market and you'd be surrounded by all sorts of spiritual things there, most of which are embraced by those who are there at that market. Well, John wants us to navigate our way between these threads. John tells us that the spiritual is real. We need to acknowledge the reality of spiritual things. But also at the same time, that not everything that is spiritual is automatically good. John says, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God. If something claims to be spiritual, if something claims to be from God, if someone uh, introduces a teaching that they say they've got from God or is encouraging us to live in a particular way, do things uh, morally or whatever, and claiming that that comes from God, all of those things shouldn't be automatically believed just because they're claimed to be spiritual, but they need to be tested. So the first encouragement for us today is that we need to be discerning and we need to have a certain amount of wisdom as we approach spiritual things. We don't want to be too close-minded where we automatically dismiss things and don't pay attention to things that really might come from God or might be the leading of the Holy Spirit in our lives. We don't want to do that. But we also don't want to be so open-minded that our brains fall out, to be naive, to be gullible and to be misled by spirits claiming to be from God, which, but which actually aren't. We've got to navigate those two things and it is important that we don't believe everything, we don't believe every spirit, but we test them and we be discerning. So how do we test? Well, that's what John goes on next to speak about in this passage. He's going to give us two tests uh, for the spirits. And the first test is the Jesus test. That's in verses 2 and 3. This is what he writes. This is how you recognise the Spirit of God. Every spirit that acknowledges that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is from God. But every spirit that does not acknowledge Jesus is not from God. One of the striking things I hope you've noticed as we've been working through John's gospel 
is the unity that exists within God. That God is Father, Son and Holy Spirit, three persons, but absolutely united in purpose and mission. And that Jesus and the Holy Spirit are on the same page with each other, working together. Jesus sends the Holy Spirit to be with us. Another advocate, just like Jesus. And the Holy Spirit testifies to Jesus. The Holy Spirit is pointing people towards Jesus, teaching the truth that Jesus taught and reminding of the truth that Jesus taught. So Jesus and the Holy Spirit are working together. And so any teaching which claims to be from the Holy Spirit, but which points people away from Jesus or which downplays, undermines, or ignores Jesus, isn't actually from the Holy Spirit, because that is not what the Holy Spirit is on about. He's a Jesus freak. He wants to promote the fame of Jesus and point people towards him. And John's particular concern here is teaching that undermines the incarnation of Jesus. The teaching that Jesus is none other than God himself, the eternal son of God, who has come to earth as a human being to live amongst us. Now, this is a big teaching. Uh, It may well be considered one of those six impossible things before breakfast uh, that Christians believe. But it is absolutely core to Christian faith that Jesus is both fully God and fully human at the same time. It's absolutely core to Christian faith because without it, the Christian faith completely collapses. If this is not true, then Jesus doesn't actually fully reveal God to us. Uh, If Jesus is just a, a sage or a guru who is in touch with the spiritual, in touch with the divine, Well, that is a lot less than what Christians teach, that as you look at Jesus, as you listen to his words, as you see him relating to people, if you look at his character in terms of how he undertakes things, you are looking at none other than God himself and seeing the very face of God in the person of Jesus Christ. If Jesus is not fully God and fully human, he doesn't fully reveal God to us in the same way. And if Jesus is not fully God and fully human, then he can't actually help us. He can't rescue us. Even a really good human being, a really strong human being, simply is not good enough and not strong enough to deal with the problem that humankind faces. Our biggest problem is that we're out of relationship with the God who made us because we've rejected him and ignored him in our lives. And no human being, good as they are, can ever reach up and cover over that gap that exists between humans and God. We need God to step down into our world to take on our humanity and to lift us up out of the mire of sin and death and rescue us. And that is exactly what Jesus does. 
So if someone is teaching that Jesus is somehow less than fully God and fully human, then that teaching hasn't come from the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit wants to promote the fame of Jesus, to promote Jesus in all his stunning glory and truth. Teaching that downplays or denies these truths about Jesus has come from some other spirit than the Holy Spirit. This is a key test, actually, for discerning different religions and what they teach. Uh, Sometimes people say, oh, you know, all religions are the same, aren't they? Well, no, and a key test for that is, what do they teach about Jesus? Lots of religions give Jesus some place in their religion, uh, but often he is just a prophet or his teachings are there as as wise teachings but alongside other wise teachers and this lessens the truth about Jesus as recorded for us in the Bible and as believed by Christians that Jesus is unique that he is fully God and fully human now although John here is is focusing on one particular truth about Jesus the truth about the incarnation The same Jesus test can be applied to other things uh, about who Jesus is and what Jesus has done. So if there is teaching that Jesus' death on the cross doesn't deal with our sin, or if people deny the reality that Jesus has physically and bodily risen from the dead in order to defeat death for us, then again, these are denials of the truths that the Holy Spirit wants to promote about Jesus. It's downplaying Jesus and treating him as somehow less than what he is. And sadly, people do do deny these things. There's lots of teaching out there which denies these things and downplays Jesus. And people who teach these things often think that they're somehow making Christianity more believable. Um, Or they see it as a sign of maturity, spiritual maturity, that they don't believe these things about Jesus. I remember having a chat with an older family member uh, 15 or 20 years ago where I was sharing what I believed about who Jesus was and what he'd done, the sorts of things that I've just been describing about Jesus. And this family member looked at me pityingly and said, yes, yes, I used to believe those things too when I was younger. And it was this uh, saying basically, no, I've matured since then and, and maybe one day you'll grow up as well. But that sort of thinking fails this test, the Jesus test, because the Holy Spirit wants to promote Jesus in his stunning reality. He's not going to undermine him or downplay him. He's not going to reduce him to a a mere man or a wise teacher, he's going to testify to Jesus that he's none other than God himself come in the flesh, that he has given his life as a sacrifice on the cross to deal with our sin, that he really has risen from the dead and smashed a path through death, giving us hope that we can have eternal life with God. I hope I never grow out of those truths 
And one of the really encouraging things about being part of a church community with people of all ages is being encouraged by older saints who have never moved on from those things, people who are wise and smart and discerning and still hold to those truths, taught by the Holy Spirit, and encourage others to keep trusting those things as well. So that's the Jesus test. But there's another test here that John gives us as well, which you might call the Bible test. It's a bit harder to see in this passage, though it's absolutely clear through the whole of the Bible itself. And the test is this, that the Holy Spirit is not going to speak in contradiction of what is written in the Bible. The Bible is the word of God himself. It's spoken by God and it is inspired by the Holy Spirit, that there's a very real sense that the Holy Spirit is the author of the Bible alongside the human authors. And so specifically in verse 6 of our passage, John says this, We are from God, and whoever knows God listens to us. But whoever is not from God does not listen to us. This is how we recognise the spirit of truth and the spirit of falsehood. Now that sounds pretty arrogant, doesn't it? Uh, Whoever knows God will listen to us, and if you don't listen to us, then you're not from God. Well, that would be really arrogant if I said it. It'd be really arrogant if, if we as a church said that. But we need to pay attention here to who the we are and who the us are when John is speaking. See, I think here that John is speaking... Uh, of himself and the other apostles, the other first followers of Jesus, those who've been with Jesus, who've directly been taught by Jesus, seen him in action and heard his words, they are the we and the us who are speaking. In the first verse of this letter, John's already written this. This is 1 John chapter 1, verse 1. That which was from the beginning which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we've looked at and our hands have touched. This we proclaim concerning the word of life. The we here is those who have been eyewitnesses of Jesus. And they are the ones who have been empowered by Jesus, sent out to teach about him, and given the authority to write down what they have seen and heard from Jesus himself. They have a very real sense of a special authority from God, from Jesus himself, that other people don't have. And so John says, if people are teaching different things from what we are teaching you, then what they're saying hasn't come from God. It's not the teaching of the Holy Spirit, the spirit of truth, but it's actually the spirit of falsehood. It's misleading teaching. Now, as we try and weigh up what is true and what is not, we can't pick up the phone and give John a call or Matthew or Paul or Peter, but we've got what they have written down. And so it's a genuine way of testing the spirits seeing whether something comes from God by testing against the written word of God. The the Spirit is the author 
of the written word of God. He's caused this to be written down. And so he's not going to be teaching something else which contradicts what he has already said. So it's a genuine test of things to test it against the Bible, the written word of God. Now, of course, the Holy Spirit can speak independently of the Bible as, as we pray and ask for guidance and direction in particular circumstances. The, the Holy Spirit can speak to us, guide us, direct us, prompt us in different ways. But he's never going to do that in a way which contradicts what the Bible has already said to us. And so there's a very real sense in which we need to test those things against the Bible. We need to apply the Bible test to them. Um, our feelings can deceive us. Our thoughts can deceive us. There are spirits which will deceive us. And so we're not to believe everything that we think or feel or uh, that is given to us by other people, but we need to test them. We need to test them against the truth about Jesus and we need to test them against what the Bible says to make sure that we know that they're true. Now, that might sound pretty challenging, and this might have been a pretty challenging talk for you. It might have been challenging because it's challenged somewhat your worldview about the reality of spiritual things. It might sound like hard work that when uh, teaching comes across or thoughts come across that you've got to check them against Jesus and test them against the Bible. You might even be feeling, oh, I don't know that I'm up to the task, this just sounds too hard. How can I ever know what is true? So I want to finish with this encouragement from verse 4 that John writes to us here. You, dear children, are from God and have overcome them, because the one who is in you is greater than the one who is in the world. If you're a follower of Jesus, then the Holy Spirit really and truly lives within you. And the Holy Spirit is greater than any other spirit that might try and teach falsehood or mislead you. John wants us to have a confidence that we can trust the Holy Spirit, that in Jesus Christ we have overcome the world, that what he has done for us through his life and death and resurrection means that we have the victory in him and that the Holy Spirit is more powerful than any other spirit and can deal with all of the things that we are facing in our lives. So as we seek to discern truth, we need to be prayerfully asking the Holy Spirit to lead us into the truth, to show us what is right and true. We need to be checking it against the person and the work of Jesus. We need to be going back to the Spirit-inspired scriptures and testing things against that to see what is true and what is not. The Holy Spirit is the Spirit of truth. He's the one who wants to lead us into truth, the one who wants us to put that truth into action in our lives uh, and to live in a way where we do overcome by trusting in Jesus and following the leading of the Holy Spirit in our lives. As a way of uh, finishing this series and as a way of turning these thoughts into a prayer, 
Uh, we're going to have a song now, um, and this song is called Holy Spirit. And you might like to use that as your prayer, to adopt the words as your prayer, asking for the powerful work of the Holy Spirit to be at work in your life, for the Holy Spirit to fill you and guide you and direct you. So as we sing, let's pray to the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of Truth. Thanks for joining us. If you'd like to subscribe to this podcast, you can do so in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Just search for St. John's Diamond Creek.